Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello and welcome. So happy to be here with you today, and thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet subscribed, I highly encourage it. It's always great to not have to remember to, uh, go check out the newest episode of one of your favorite new podcasts, (laughs) Uh, but to just get those notifications and have it right there on your phone. All right. Today, we are going to talk about emotions because as highly sensitive people, we have a lot of them, right? And we feel them deeply. So let's understand them like where they come from, what they're really about, what's really going on here (laughs) with these things called feelings that have so much power in our lives. It's really like what I want to share today is it's really where like emotional power comes from, where so much of our power in our lives and the the influence that we do have over our experience of our lives and our, our love lives, our marriages, It really uh, comes down to what I'm going to share with you today. So perk those ears up and listen. So I'll just say it right off the bat. Emotions are things that we create with our thinking. Emotions come from our thoughts. They don't just happen to us randomly or because of things other people do or say. We think that other people make us feel certain ways, right? Because, you know, that's even the language we use. They made me feel this way, right? Sarah made me feel this way when she said that thing, right? That's what we're taught, right? And so, of course, we think that other people make us feel how we feel. And no one else ever knew to slow you down to show you that that's not actually how it works, right? Mostly because because no one ever thought to do that for you because no one in your life really even knew this. So our feelings come from our thoughts. And I want to make sure I include in this definition of thoughts so that you understand, uh, not just like the sentences that go through our mind that we can kind of hear as words, right? But like all the stuff, all the unconscious stuff, all the like deeper things that we might even think are facts, right? That feel like the truth to us, but that are actually just beliefs we've developed throughout life. Now, I'd like to sort of put a little caveat on this that that it's maybe not 100% of the time that this is true. (laughs) I would love to invite you to try on the idea that it's always true because it's very empowering when you get this. But let's just, let's like leave a little wiggle room and I'll explain why in a minute. But let's say the very majority of the time this is true. 
that feelings come from our thoughts. Now, the exceptions, I just want to name a few of them. The exceptions, of course, are like when someone jumps out in front of you, uh, like my like 12-year-old, like boos me. He does that sometimes. He hides behind like the stairs when I'm walking up the stairs and he jumps out. And oh man, I think you probably, <laughs> as a highly sensitive person might know, like we tend to be a little bit more, like we have a really strong startle <laughs> response. <laughs> that is a different thing going on. That's not the feeling of being startled and afraid like that. That doesn't, that's not coming from your thought. That's like a, that actually bypasses the sort of thinking part of your brain. Okay. Um, so that's one exception. Another exception is like if there's a hormonal imbalance, more like if there's like a thyroid issue, right? Or other things that are interfering with some of the chemical stuff going on that are actually health issues. And that can include things like low blood sugar or PMS. But even depression, now I'm not going to say all of it, but even depression is uh, oftentimes because of the, the patterns of thinking that we have, right? It actually changes our brain chemistry. Now, there are exceptions to that too. There are times when there are things going on biochemically that come first <laughs> um, and that lead to, that create those feelings. Okay. But not to get too complicated or deep into this. A couple other fun, the kind of interesting, I think that was really fascinating for me to learn. Um, a couple other things that can actually trigger like a fight or flight feeling um, that do not come from our thinking, do not come from our thoughts or our unconscious thoughts are these. <laughs> Apparently, when we humans see a very blank face, like not a mean face or a happy face, but a very flat expression, like flat affect, right? It's actually very triggering. <laughs> and um, this is like, it goes in the sort of just the, the primal part of us um, and creates a feeling of unsafe, lack of safety, right? Or, or maybe we'd call that fear. Um, another thing that does this is deep voices. Now, I haven't really truly experienced this, but apparently it's a true thing for mammals. That mammals, when they hear deep, deep sounds, like a deep male voice, it can actually be very triggering and create very unsafe feelings. Um, because like pred our predators, way back before we were even like humans, right, were always deep voiced, low sounding things. That makes sense. So uh, these things, blank faces, deep voices, I'm sure there's a few other things like that, hit at us at a level that's, it's like wired into our species and it's below sort of that conscious thought. So those don't really apply here. <laughs> those things do make us feel a certain way. So those are some of the exceptions to the rule. Most of our feelings come from our thoughts. And I know at first I was like, oh, what? Are you crazy? Uh, but I've become completely sold on this, and I want to I want to help you uh, understand this too, because it's the one of the best pieces of news I've ever heard when I finally understood what this means and how this happens. So I know that I have said our thoughts create our feelings before, but I really wanted to slow down today and focus on this so you can really see this, because I'll probably mention it here and there for a while. Plus, it's incredibly liberating to deeply understand this. So here are a few brief examples. This is one. This is an example, actually, a personal example. So I had a boyfriend who <laughs> was 
very polite. Like he was really into opening doors for me. Uh, I I was raised in a family where that just wasn't a thing, right? Like old-fashioned gentlemanly stuff. And when he started doing that, my original response or my, the thought that I would have, I wasn't 100% aware of what the thought was in the moment. But upon reflection, this was definitely the thought. I don't need him to open the door for me. Doesn't he know I'm totally capable? <laughs> right? A thought like that led me to feeling offended. Not that I expressed that with him. I was kind of timid back then but the point is doesn't he know i'm totally capable created a feeling of, of feeling offended right so in the same circumstance where he's opening the door i could have the thought he's so caring and thoughtful to me and if i had that thought i would feel valued right or i could have the thought isn't that nice of him totally 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 reasonable thought right to have and if i had that thought i'd feel admiration or gratitude right so another example so let's imagine this situation you're sitting on the couch with your husband you haven't had an interesting conversation with him in a week and this is the third night sitting together watching a show and you have the thought, we just don't connect. Or we just don't connect like we used to, right? You will feel, most likely, a feeling like disconnected or lonely or disappointed when you're thinking like that, right? Another person or you in a different day could have a thought like, even when you're just sitting right there, you could be thinking, Ugh, of all people, this man right here, he chose me to love. And then you'll feel love and connection. So I actually had a, a client. Actually, this she's not the only one, but she's one that's at top of mind. A client who had the thought, actually rather frequently, we just don't connect. That was kind of like this like refrain that kept going through her head. So I actually challenged her on that. I had her tell me how they do actually connect. Because I had heard her mention uh, fairly frequently, actually, things that they did together. Um, yeah, like all sorts of things they did together or conversations that they had. So I asked her to tell me how they do connect. So she paused and thought for a moment. And then <laughs> she shared all sorts of moments of connection that had that happened like not just once in a while but daily <laughs> like she just spouted all these ways that they're connecting out and as she did so as she started to see to have these thoughts of like oh we do connect here we do connect here we do connect like this her voice changed right and she started to feel relaxed i could feel in her voice right relaxed happier and she actually told me that she felt really warm like that warm feeling uh, like heart-centered feeling and just like really good to notice how much connection she actually has with him and she even said that she felt really hopeful about their marriage again the really interesting thing was nothing changed right externally nothing no situation was different like it was literally one moment and then the next moment different thoughts different feelings So I want to offer you one more kind of experience 
around this. So imagine that you have agreed as a couple, you and your hubby, have agreed that he does the breakfast dishes, right? This is just how you've delegated some chores. And one morning he's left for work and you're still at home and you notice the dishes are not done. And you feel annoyed. So most of us will be like, oh, (laughs) I feel annoyed because of him. I feel annoyed because he left the dishes in the sink, right? Those things made me feel annoyed. But that's actually not the truth. If you look a little closer, you're going to see you, you are having a bunch of thoughts about the dishes in the sink, about the fact that he left them in the sink, right? You probably would have thoughts like, uh, he, like he, sh- he should have done them. What's wrong with him? Like, why does it all fall on me? He doesn't pull his weight or even like gross dishes. <laughs> I hate leftover dishes, right? Something like that. Those thoughts are going to create feelings of annoyance or frustration or anger or resentment or burden, right? Those thoughts create those feelings. Now, imagine (laughs) that he texts you two minutes later, right? And he tells you in this text about how he just made a reservation at your very favorite restaurant for tomorrow night. And that he also called the babysitter and got coverage so you guys can have a night out together and then you're going to like go hear some music, right? And he also tells you how excited he's to spend that evening with you. How are you going to feel? Totally depends on your thoughts, right? But it's very likely (laughs) that you'd suddenly have a bunch of very different thoughts that are much more positive (laughs) going through your mind, right? You might be thinking, ah, like, that's so sweet. Like, ah, he's thinking about me. Like, he loves me. Like, whatever, right? And you might look over at those dishes and the, the, the fact that they're there really wouldn't be that much of a problem in the moment. They'd still be there. But you may even have the thought, like, he's the best husband, right? And even as you're looking at the dishes, as you're thinking these thoughts about what a great husband he is, you'll feel loved and lucky that you have this man in your life. Yeah? Yeah? So our thoughts lead to our feelings. Our thoughts about the circumstance, right, the situation, lead to our feelings. But I want to offer you a subtle, important clarification here that's so important. Our feelings actually really happen when we believe our thoughts, not just because a thought goes through our mind. Right? There are thoughts that kind of come up and move through our mind, and we don't really give them a lot of weight or pay, pay much attention. So I'm going to offer you another little experience here. I want you to think of, and and if you're a woman, unfortunately, um, this may be, you're most likely to be able to do this really well because I want you to think about a part of your body that you aren't enamored by, that you feel a little bad about. Just call it to mind. And then I want you to imagine that I came up to you and I said to you, I hate your fill in the blank, right? Like, I don't know, maybe you picked your thighs. And I said something like that. I was like, I said, I hate the, I hate your big thighs. Sorry, sorry to do this to you right now, but it's a really powerful understanding to get. (laughs) So I said that to you, right? How would you feel? 
I said, like, your thighs are so ugly. <laughs> Something awful like that. Now, I, I, I do this with clients. I, I, I run them through this little exercise, and almost always they will say, I feel hurt. Like, I feel bad. I feel awful, right? Like, that stinks. Ouch. So just notice that. If you can imagine into that scenario, hearing words like that about something that you personally don't like about yourself. Okay, now just shake free of that feeling. Let it go. I definitely do not think your body is in any way less than awesome and beautiful. And I hope that's true for you too. Okay, but now imagine different scenario. I come up to you kind of randomly and I'm like, hey, that tattoo on your face is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. You look awful with it on your face. (laughs) How would you feel then? (laughs) You'd probably like think I was kind of crazy and you'd probably just be like what the heck you might be confused or just weirded out by me but you would not feel hurt right unless you have a tattoo on your face like a big tattoo on your face (laughs) then you might feel a little differently right you wouldn't feel personally attacked or hurt because you do not believe you have a tattoo on your face right So that's the difference. In the first example, you believed my words. Like you believed that your thighs were too big, that they weren't the way they should be, that they were ugly, right? And so my words were much more impactful to you because you believed it was actually maybe true that you have ugly thighs. Whereas you don't believe you have an ugly tattoo on your face, (laughs) right? You have very different thoughts about it and you don't believe my thoughts. So that's really important to see that it's the it's what we believe. It's the thoughts that we believe that create the feelings, right? So I just wanted you to see that because it's so empowering to be able to see, for one, it's our own thoughts that create our feelings. And So much of our pain comes from our thinking, right? Particularly when we're believing the thoughts that go through our mind, right? And like I talked about in, um, I keep referring back to this episode, it's totally a prime, like an important foundational episode. So if you haven't heard it yet, go back to it. Uh, Episode six, um, like the two brains. I forget exactly what it's called now. Um, Like when we're believing all those lizard brain fear-based thoughts, that tend to go through the human brain, we create a lot of negative emotion, right? So that's just really important to see when we can see that we are creating that because of the way we're thinking, we actually also get a glimpse into being able to possibly uncreate it, right? We start to see how that we have the power to guide and steer and create our feelings. So I always love empowering people to take responsibility in their relationship, to take responsibility for their experience that they're having in their relationship, to take responsibility for the feelings they're having, right? Self-responsibility is so essential for a relationship that thrives and grows. 
so important for one that lasts. <laughs> and what I've been sharing today, this is why we can take so much responsibility for our experience. Because your experience, your emotional experience was never under anyone's control but your own. Your emotional well-being, your happiness, your sense of security, your sense of being like valuable and worthy and lovable and loved, it isn't dependent on others. It's dependent on your own thoughts and beliefs, which you can learn to be totally in charge of. No one is like feeding you your beliefs. (laughs) Now, I will pause there for a moment and say, actually, you've been fed all sorts of beliefs that you've picked up on. Like you've picked up so many beliefs from the world around you. And of course, those are beliefs you might still have. And those beliefs are shaping your feelings. They are creating the feelings that you have, right? But no one's making you believe those beliefs, <laughs> right? Like once you start to see that they're there, you can decide if you want to believe them or not, right? So it is the way that your brain and your nervous system have been molded, the way your mind sees and interprets things like if you listen to the last episode i talk a lot about how our brains interpret things and what we make things mean so it's the way that we make things mean what we make things mean right and what our brains believe that is the source of your feelings right not your husband now i get again i know this is a radical kind of thing to hear and take in and this doesn't mean (laughs) You always have to generate your own feelings all the time, and he should never do anything to create a great relationship with you. That's totally not what I'm saying, so don't spin it that way. I am saying, like, you have so much power here over how you feel, and that's such good news. We shape our own emotional experiences so deeply and so powerfully. We have so much power, right? And it's so amazing to be able to take responsibility for our feelings instead of making other people be responsible for our feelings. It removes a lot of the need and the demand and and so much of the power struggles that happen in relationships. So if our emotions are caused by our thoughts, our thoughts are so very powerful. And by discovering what we're thinking and believing, by really seeing that, we can start to gain back so much control, so much influence over how we're feeling. We can soften our feelings. We can soothe our feelings. We can create the feelings we want, right? The ones that serve our marriages, like more love, like more connection, like more appreciation, right? And we can have a whole lot less of the ones that don't serve our marriage and just feel crappy, right? It's especially important to root out those ones, like the beliefs and thoughts that are creating pain and suffering where there doesn't need to be any. So important to be able to root those out. And in a couple weeks, we're going to dive into, you know, like how to do that a little bit more, how to get to the source of those thoughts and feelings. Um, But we can also learn to think in ways that create the feelings that we want. Right? Like I just said, like those best feelings in the world, like the best feeling in the world, love. Because ultimately, like that's really why you're here, right? For more love in your life. 
next week I'm going to be sharing some essential understandings about that particular emotion, love. Uh, next week I'm excited. I'm excited to share that with you. But for now, just kind of sit with this this potentially very brand new idea to you that our feelings are created by the thoughts and beliefs that we have in us. And just start to notice how, like, see if you can explore making that connection between the thoughts that you're thinking and the feelings that you're having. And one way to do that is simply to, um, to notice your feelings, like, here and there, like, especially if you have, like, a negative feeling. And just get into the practice of asking yourself, what am I thinking? What's the thought that I'm having right now? And see how the thought in your mind is going to, if you're feeling crappy, it's going to be a kind of not so great thought, right? Sort of negative-ish thought, a lizard brain thought. So just start exploring that for yourself. And it's really the first step to emotional agency. And if you're ready now to really fast track your way to feeling in control of how your emotions are, like how comforted you feel, how connected and secure and how much love you feel in your marriage, you know, without having to work hard to get your partner to do things differently, I invite you to come coach one-on-one with me. You truly have so much more power over how you feel and how, like how this relationship goes than you've probably ever known before. And it's totally life-changing once you learn how to harness that power. Love will never be so frustrating, so disappointing again. So if you're interested in doing this work, reach out to me. We'll set up a time to talk about it, like where exactly your work is and how I can help you get where you want to be with all of this. You can email me at hannah at lifeisworthloving.com. I hope you have a fabulous week and be oh so well.